The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. Geraldine, did you have any fears about your diabetes growing up? And if you did, how did you prevent those fears from becoming too overwhelming? My fears were probably, maybe being a female, but males probably feel the same thing. When I was young, and maybe, I don't know, say 16 maybe, um, that age group, you know, maybe between 15 and 20, um, who'd want me? Sure, I'm a diabetic, God help me, like, you know, nobody'd want me, and meaning a, a partner, meaning a boyfriend, you know. And uh, I would have gone through that as well. And I remember mummy, you know, strong woman, uh, saying, Geraldine, your sisters have all the same problems. One of them is probably saying in their own head, who'd want me? I'm too fat. Another one is probably saying, who'd want me? I have acne. Another is probably saying, who want me? I have curly hair. So everybody has something that they get into their heads at times in life and says, who'd want me? And, um, you know, she said, we'd all blame something else. Whereas there's nothing to blame on yourselves. Uh, I thought that was a wonderful lesson uh, to me. I'm not saying I hated it at the time now because I was probably too young. But as I grew older, you know, I mean, yeah, I would blame diabetes. Oh, sure, God, I can't go there. But I can. It's just I don't want to go and I blame it. I I just, I I can't get over. It's only when I'm talking to you I realise, you know, how lucky I've been in that I probably would have felt over the years. That would be one of my big things. And then when I got the pump, um, I remember saying to um, Dr. Heffernan, you know, this years ago, I got my first pump. I said, oh, my God, how on earth could you sleep with this and be in the way? And I won't go into any details, but, you know, it'll just be a nuisance. And um, three comical sisters, I should wear nothing in bed and just put it on the belt. It'd be grand. Um, you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I survived because of maybe not worrying too much. Yeah, I like that. And do you think over the years then you learned how not to worry as much? 
I worry about everything else, but I don't worry about diabetes. Why specifically do you think that is? <laughs> because, um, no, and, and I'm interested to know because there's a lot of people that I would speak to and they would say, I don't worry about most things, but I worry about my diabetes. So it's almost like the complete opposite to that. Yeah, yeah, but um, God loves them. How, how do I answer? How do I help anybody out there like that? No, it, I, I suppose the answer to that is we can only help ourselves. I can tell you what I do. You can tell me what you do. You know, and it's all to do with our rearing and how we're taught to cope with life. And I, I, I think, you know, it, it's mainly to treat one another as equals rather as being different. Um, my friends, gosh, they would, you know, one or two might ask me, God, tell me the golf course, are you all right? Yeah, I'm grand. Do you know what I mean? That's mm. all I'd ever say, yeah, I'm grand. <laughs> Perfect Irish response. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to say, I'm, 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 my blood sugar is 1.9, but I know I'm grand. I'm okay. I keep going. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, our, our uh, um, biggest fan gave them once was I was playing, lucky enough, I was in a buggy. I don't know why reasons in a buggy, probably late night, night before or something. And um, we're coming and you're in the parks on my farm and just mongrel, grand, driving with the right hand, you know. And I didn't come in, I kept going like, you know, but I mean, there was nothing, I didn't have a stroke or anything, it was grand, I don't know what happened. You know, I, I, I'm probably wrong if doctors listened to me talking to this, which I hope they don't. I'm probably wrong in that, you know, I know different from, well, I was going to say you on, but you're like me. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I, 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 I don't know where I got, you know, how I am like I am. I don't know. Like, I'll give you another instance. When I was but 24, 25, no boyfriend, poor me, wherever. And I remember I had very bad flu. I was at home. I was all right. It wasn't that bad. I remember a great, um, how would you say, Paul Higgins, who was one of the chief accountants in Peter Cards at the time, I remember him saying to me, Jerry, only come back a half day at a time. Very, very good to me. And he said, you know, holidays. I said, but should be nobody be going on holidays this time of the year. It was January. And my sister, who lived out in the Far East in Brunei, I decided anyway, I'd write to her. How am I going to travel with diabetes? Like, you know, this is 60 years ago. Well, no, 50 years ago. Uh, how am I going to drive, drive go? So I said to my consultant, who was Dr. Andy Herfinan at the time, he said, Jordan, I can't tell you what to do. He said, for the simple reason, he said, because nothing happened to you, he said, it's, it's on your shoulders. He said, all I can say is, if you're going to be adamant and go, wear two watches and keep Irish time till you get there. So I did, as I was told, anyway, went off, stayed in England overnight, went off on the plane, stayed, had stayed in Singapore for four hours. And then arrived in Brunei to my sister, knowing as I'm walking off the plane, coming towards her, she's in a hypo. But she sorted me out anyway, and it was there for a month. And then Peter and I went out later on in our lives, we went back out to them. I just think, I just feel like if I want to do something, I can do it. And I feel, you know, we all must say that in life. There's Catherine Leonard in Rush. Catherine Leonard... I hope she doesn't mind me telling because she's a wonderful, wonderful girl. She's diabetes. She's also MS. She works. She lives alone. She never complains. I think, you know, life with any disability, 
is all how we deal with it ourselves rather than what the consultant tells us to do or the diabetic nurse. It's all to do with living a normal life as is possible for you at the time. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulin Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.